Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jim Fannin Show! Aaron Visitine in the booth today. Studio! From the Viz Show. Welcome aboard. Hello, Jim. Thanks for having me. I'm not finished yet. (laughs) By all means, go. Stop talking over my intro. Hi! There you are. There's a picture of my guest. Erin Visiting, and just so you know, here's her Twitter page. I know you saw it earlier. And the Viz Show on Fakebook. Go give it a like, give it a share, give it a follow, give it some love. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, how are you? Thanks for coming in. Oh, First, before we get started. Right, okay. We had this conversation a little bit on the phone, but I appreciate you still being my friend. I've lost a lot of friends and family over some good friends and family not my best guys like uh, i can use scotty clarkson as a guy let's say Mm -hmm. um he's got his own takes he's got his own opinions we don't agree on a lot of things i shouldn't say a lot of things on some things but it doesn't matter and my good friends don't care what my politics are they don't care what religion i worship they don't care what color my skin tone is they don't accuse me of having white privilege or being a narcissist or anything because they don't agree with my politics or something I said on my show or I use foul language. So you're one of those people in my life. I didn't I'm really right. know for sure until we spoke recently. You haven't unfriended me from Facebook. You haven't said nasty no. things private on my DMs and say you piece of garbage. Lots of people have. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate that about you because, you know, our conversation said it all the other day when I asked you to be on the show. And then I'm not a good texter. I'm a caller. So I I pick up the phone. So I call and it's you get me so much better than me trying to convey my feelings through. It can get misconstrued so easily via text. Thank you for that. And thank you for your time for coming in today. Uh, And thanks for having me on your show. I think I was one of I don't know. Yeah, you one were on of the my first show guests. last um, year. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Feels fun. Feels like ages ago. Yeah. I like to be the why. guest. Yeah, I it was fun. I love to be the guest. I'm not the guest. I wish You're I could be the not. guest more often mm-hmm. because it's so much easier to be the guest than it is like I'm the 
the host and the producer and the engineer and everything here. And yesterday I had Jennifer Lynn in a, a local artist, musician. And instead of running this screen with the music in the background when I was doing the uh, intro, mm -hmm. I had uh, this screen up, which was muted. It had me in the corner and it was me talking to her and she's just sitting there and I'm saying, you know what, do, do, here we go. Like she, she didn't know she was on camera. That oh, we're she didn't know? No, well, she didn't know that I, I had her live. I'm enjoying this Florida chair. <laughs> it's like I just sink back into it. I feel like a, I feel really little in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Speaking yeah. of really little, tell yeah. me about your daughter who's five now. And you were yeah. telling me that she's actually a like professional level Mario Kart or Mario, what's she playing? Oh yeah. She's obsessed Ivy. with Mario Ivy. Yeah. She's going to be five, um, January 2nd. And, um, she, um, is so smart. These kids with their, um, tablets now, like we never grew up with anything like that. I think I got my first cell phone when I was like 21 and it was like the flip phone. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Uh, and now she can, she's four, like almost five. And she's like, just going through the tablets. And now she discovered video games, Mario. And so we have, Wii, Wii U. It's like, um, really easy, not really easy. It's actually tough to play. Like I can't play personally cause I get frustrated when I die and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, it's just, it's annoying, but she is so good. Like she, I want like. She could be in competitions for it. Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, now she's obsessed with Mario. I think it's like her first crush. Like, I remember my first crush when I was her age. It was um, Bob from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to go up to the screen and kiss him and be like, I love Bob. And really? She's yeah, she's obsessed with Mario. So she's going to be Mario for Halloween, actually. Yeah, it's going to be fun. What's uh, Halloween look like this year for you? Um, You know, I don't know. I know that we're definitely working on something on Queen Street, actually, for the 31st of October. I think um, a bunch of members of the BIA and some all the businesses are coming together and they're creating this event for the day. I believe um, Charles and the Trainwreck are playing in the late evening love chunk so yeah and he's been actually on my show many times yeah um, didn't they have like, their own show there for a while him and stumble or something him and steve stumble did the punk show lord stumble Lo is it yeah, lord yeah, stumble yeah, now yeah, I, I refuse okay. to call him anything but lord stumble and i think everyone should um <laughs> originally when i was going to do the viz show i was going to do all punk but then steve and charles came together and I was like okay my hands are tied like you guys got me on that one like Steve knows a lot so does Charles they're very they love their music so um yeah but Charles has been great we've done some shows together um and we have a blast yeah Chunk fun. seems pretty better that has he never is the <laughs> is he and I support yeah, him he, but he's better. talking about like 13 years and never being acknowledged by the Niagara, Niagara Music Awards. Award? Does that mean that he's never His won one or he's like That's never, it. never been nominated? That's how I read it. Never been even acknowledged. I don't acknowledged. know who runs the um, actual, I don't know who judges well, when we Ooh, met, it was I you. I don't know it was you, around. but I mean, you were really well connected with them when, when we first met, the first time I oh, had yeah. you on the show at 610. 
Well, we did, I think the year I was there, the one year we did it at Taps when Dead Mouse came out was the best year. Was that 007? Uh, yes. Or was that the church, 007? Oh, wait, yes. It okay. was the church. The church You're was correct. good. Uh, yes. Seeing, uh, what's his name, play uh, the trio? Uh, what's his name? And then he did that. He does that little Snoop riff. He, the guy that blows, he's got the mouth. Uh, Brian Sorensen. They oh. played at the church. Oh. And we were dancing in front of the stage. Oh, yeah. Was I dancing? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I probably... got some film oh, of yeah. you dancing. Oh, yeah. We got some I was, photos. I emceed that one. That's the one where Candy, Candy's got me like this with my arms yes. out on the stage. That I, You're I'm great. all in black. You are my favorite MC for the <laughs> NMAs, for sure. I had some yeah. fun with that. And then I did the taps year, too, when Dead Mouse was there. You did. Uh, and that was a good year. Yeah. Right? And I was so Remember I he was pulled so up happy. with his car? Remember his no, car? It was parked out back, I think. Well, yeah, but it was out back, and I was like, don't leave it there, man. It's yeah. out back, this beautiful. And I thought it was so cool know. that he was just glued when Cac was performing. Was he? Oh, yeah. He was just. Oh, no he, way. Like, he, was, <clears throat> he looked like the biggest fan. And I'm a huge Cac fan, too. Yeah. Did Cac have his going on the wagon party recently, or is that tonight? Or Friday? Maybe is it's Friday. He? He's at our bar, wherever that is. Oh, is he? He says, it's time to get on the wagon for a while, time to grow up. Ooh. And you know how hard CAC parties. He parties. And uh, so I was yeah. happy to see that he's going to have one last hurrah before he goes. Is that what it is? Well, I don't know. He says he's drying out for a bit. I don't know if he's... Good for him. He yeah. should. I, well, I mean, I'm not going to tell him what to do, but, um, you know, if I, I support anybody who's going to try and better themselves. Yeah, yeah, and alcohol's a thief for sure. It honestly, it's kind of gross. Have you backed away from it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just like I guess having the kid really recently would. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I just find it just doesn't do any good. Well, you know? what's that song? Nothing good happens after two a.m. That's a new one that I've been listening to. But yeah. um, it, I can't deal for the last maybe ten years. I shouldn't say I can't deal because I choose to deal. Right. The next day is murder for it's me. Murder. I hate my life. And I don't yeah. suffer. I've been pretty lucky, I think, anyways, from having a pretty solid mental condition, stability. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I get down, and especially in the winter, I can feel the blues a little bit, but I've been pretty lucky that way. Mm -hmm. But the next day after alcohol, I... You're just I'm, like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I don't, like, it's yeah. the worst ever. So I... Yeah. I've gotten to a point where I just don't want to deal with the depression the, the next day. Like, yeah. it's not cool waking up and saying, I hate my... There's so much guilt involved with the alcohol, it seems, the um, next day. So I've been I've, trying to get away from I it as well. I think in a little city like Niagara where everybody drinks, um, it's hard to... It's easy to, to get into that lifestyle to do that. But um, in, it's, it becomes an event to be a drinker. It becomes a lifestyle. So it, it's... It overcomes your drive for a career. It overcomes your drive for anything, really, if you're drinking because you have to deal with a hangover and you're drinking with all the other people that are drinking. And it's so easy to just keep doing it and feel cool and have confidence or whatever you feel. And it's fun, but after a while, you realize, okay, yeah, uh, I'm almost 40 and... You know, it's just time to focus on other things, and you can't do it if you're always drinking, um, because drinking is drinking. It's that category. Um, so, 
my advice to anybody who wants to focus on a career or anything um, that means something to them and has an issue with drinking, you know, just step aside and be patient with yourself. I think patience is a big thing. You know, um, don't be so, it's so easy to just drink, right? You can go to the liquor store and get bombed. Yeah, I think it's like a matter crap. of putting it in perspective. My little brother, many years ago, he uh, quit drinking or cut way back on it. And yeah. his analogy to me, and I, I still remember this, he's like, okay, so let's say the day you're drinking, the day that you're drinking is gone as far as working goes because you're right. You're jerking around. You're not working. You're, you're not working. You're right. drinking. There's then, like two. And so the next day after the bender, yeah, because we don't just have, if, if we only had a couple, then that's not really drinking. You no. know, you have two the next day, you're good. But as I've gotten older, my, my hangovers have got ridiculously Hang long. Yeah. And like to the point where it's like not just the next day, it's two and three days that I'm still not normal. I'm still not sleeping right. I'm still not yeah. feeling my game. I'm still maybe depressed or, or feeling like, ah, fuck it. I can do it later. It's a depressant. You know? yeah. yeah. And so uh, he says, okay, so the day, the day that you're drinking is gone. So there's one. That's fine. Then the hangover, done. There's two days gone out of the week. And if you drink twice a week... There's four days out of the week that are gone. The day you're drinking and the day after. And the day after. And then four times 50 weeks is 200 days where you're useless. Useless, to, yeah. Like, you know, we've always been real estate agents. So yeah. those two, that's two-thirds of your life. Two-thirds. And then I have a, a buddy of mine, Terrence Davids, who's a, a real estate guy. We used to be partners many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. He said, kind of similar to what I just said, but after he quit drinking, he was Mr. Available because yeah. no one called when he was drinking. He was like, I'll see you tomorrow. You right. call, I can see you right now. And oh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to be hungover, so don't call me then either. So he's Mr. Available. Now he's him and Sean DeLott, another recovering a- addict mm-hmm. on alcohol and Mm-hmm. crack or whatever he was on they're killing it they're the number one real estate team in niagara right now Amazing. these two guys recovering yeah, so if you take that junkies for lack of a better term drinking and put it into your work mm-hmm. you know and this is no secret i'm not ta- speaking yeah. out of school these guys will, will tell you about it like i remember sean delac coming into my office and and just he was all jumped up and probably you just left behind it. the furnace you know to make it into my office at remax in and he's sitting there and he goes yeah. oh i'm clean Oh yeah, I've been clean for a while, and I'm looking at him going, "Oh, who are you trying to get at? I've been high enough to know what it looks like, yeah. and that's it right there." So, so yeah, um, back to the Niagara Music Awards as well, which there is a lot of drinking involved at the end of the night. And I remember lots of parties and stuff, but I did. I was shocked to know that they were still doing it. I didn't know. Because when I was involved, I had a lot of people complain about the Niagara Music Awards. I had a lot of people say, you know, it's not fair, you know, all these things. And um, are they are they doing it virtually this year? Yep. Jim? Yes, okay. they are. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't know. There's all the categories, right? Well, good luck to everyone who's doing it, but 
yeah, I am not involved anymore. Um, mm -hmm. No, I don't. I like for Charles. Charles plays all the time. I'm surprised he's not nominated. If you're gonna have an award show, like include everybody. If you're gonna do the region, then include the region. Don't just include your friends. Don't mm. favoritize people just you like. Mm. You have to be fair to everybody. I don't think they're fair. Yeah, and I it's. Said it. I mean, if you suck, you suck. Then okay, but Chunk yeah. is a pretty talented act. It's been around a long time. Yeah, Chunk knows like what he's him doing. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. And uh, he seems like a solid hang, too. Like, I haven't hung around with him too much, but uh, mm -hmm. Jesse Reed was playing maybe the last time he played because he, he's been <clears throat> medically not well for a while. I hope he's better now, but he's had yeah. back issues and other issues. Oh, no. And he was playing at that bar, Boots or whatever, the country bar that used to be the old Riff Raff bar right beside the Market Square in, on St. Paul Street. Okay. And Jesse was playing, and any time we get a chance to see him, and Chonk was there, and we just standing out front. Yeah, was a hoot hanging around with these guys. They're yeah, they're hilarious. Funny. They're funny, and he's talented. So yeah, yeah, we love you, Chunk. Keep it up, man. Don't worry about the animes. You're NMAs. a winner in the our hearts. Animes are not all. <laughs> so. Yeah. What else? What else are you up to other than being a mom? I know you moved I'm recently. A That's a nightmare. Ugh. I just went through the hell of a move. Yeah. Um, from a house, a three-story house to an apartment. But I got to say that I'm super happy with uh, where I am. It feels more like I'm in a city again because I'm right on Queen Street. Oh, are you? I am. I'm in a, an apartment building. And the thing I had to really go through with this process because this move was brought upon me not on my own accord. It was my landlord wanted to move back in. Um, and you didn't want to live with them? this whole uh, COVID <laughs> BS that's happening. Um, I didn't think I'd be affected by COVID so much, but I was with this move with my landlord um, coming back. So the thing I was going to do this winter was I was like, I really want to purge. Like, I really want to get rid of my stuff. Mm. So um, yeah, move always forces you to reorganize. And it's just I find it's funny the things we wish for in our minds, you know, like, OK, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. And the universe just gives it to you in a way that's like it leaves you, you no other choice. You ask for this, okay? I'm gonna get your landlord to kick you out of your fucking house, <laughs> and then you're gonna really have to purge, sister. I feel like that's been my life, my whole life. I'm, I've been, I ask for something, I get it the hard way, and but that's fine. I can handle it. Nothing I, comes across to you that you can't handle, even though it feels like that at mm. the time. I was selling stuff on Facebook. I was like, and then I, I was like, oh, I'm going to drive my friends nuts. I'm selling like uh, all this stuff. So I started making jokes about it and finding stupid items on Google and pretending I'm selling it like this old rag doll for $200. It was a complete lie. Um, but just like, I have to find a way of humor in situations in order for it to, um, to pull through. I use the analogy of like when I was a kid living in the basement of my parents, when I was old enough to move from my bedroom down to the basement, so probably 12, 11, 12, 13 years old, whatever. Yeah. Um, and always so into music, right? Even as yeah. a kid, my parents were really into music and it rubbed off. Um, and then, so I've had the music cranked in the basement. My dad was into vending machines, but once in a while his buddy would get pinballs and jukeboxes <laughs> and stuff like that. So we always had like, 
a crappy, an older pinball machine and some cool. jukeboxes that were going through or before we sold them or whatever, we would always use them. Mm-hmm. So, and I'd attach all the speakers to like get it so it was rocking. I had a Ouija basement. board growing up. Ooh, we played with the Ouija yeah. board I brought too. spirits into my house. Yeah, no, we stopped doing that when it, yeah. when Satan was conjured up in our living room one time. We're like, okay, I get it. I'm not oh, doing no, that anymore. Oh, my house was haunted. But I, I use the analogy of that. like, okay, so you call it the universe. I call it God. You know, my parents used to, um, well, first they'd yell down the stairs. Well, I couldn't hear them. Yeah. So then they'd flick the light. So, but, you know, if you're dancing around or whatever, you're in another part of the basement or whatever, you don't see the light getting flicked. Um, So, and this is what, like, it was kind of like in real estate for me. I wasn't having, it wasn't fulfilling for me for a long time. Right. And then uh, the nightmares got to be outnumbering the good feels for actually helping people. And I'm Uh. like, feel like I shouldn't be in this business any longer, right? Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, you know, I use the analogy of, okay, so sometimes God yells down the stairs and you don't hear him. Get out of the business. Get, I don't want, get, come right. on, get up here. I don't want you in real estate. That's Flick the light. No, you're not seeing the light either? Okay, so. Yeah, sometimes here, we ask for these signs and we yeah. don't see them when they're in your face. No, well, you so just, you, you see them, but, but you how? ignore them. You're like a child that's so just So how do you make yourself disobedient. aware yeah. of the signs? Well, to be, I'll, I'll show you. Just you like get stoned. You, your uh, landlord, the universe puts your landlord on you so that he's moving in. You don't have a choice. That's when God is throwing the phone book down the stairs and it's landing flat he on the cement. He threw an anvil. Actually, Jim, it was an anvil. <laughs> no, but the yeah. you know when the phone book lands flat on the concrete, it mm-hmm. makes a sound, you know, like you can't, it's like, you know? Yeah. And so that was that was me getting fired from real estate. <laughs> you know yeah. how difficult it is to be fired from a real estate brokerage? I have no idea. It's, it's pretty tough because only your clients. I can only imagine. Fire you. Yeah. You got to be... Get it really pissed the broker off in some way, shape, or form to get okay. fired. Like you really. So that Would was me. That was me with my filthy mouth. That's you're what got trouble. me fired. You like trouble? No, I don't actually. No, no. Everyone says that. They say no. they say two things that are wrong about me. I don't care. Yes. And I like controversy. No, I really don't. I run from it. Okay. But you run from it. Well, I won't. I won't not say what I what what I feel is truth. To stay out of it. Right. So if my mouth is going to get me in trouble because I'm speaking truth, fuck it. But I'm not going yeah. out there looking for it. In mm-hmm. fact, you know, um, I don't know, but six or eight months ago, I got you know I got on here and I was having a hard time going live, and then. When I finally yeah. did give live, I had a few drinks in me. And that's not an excuse. Setup. I take none of this back. But then when I started rolling my mouth, you know, I said an unkind thing about a local politician that kept tweeting Jesus okay. fucking Christ, people which are, I think is just disrespectful to people, people that, very, of any religion, not just um, Christian. Sensitive these days. Oh, Super yeah. Super sensitive. And the like, hate mail. And I put myself in that category of people that are looking to be yeah. outraged. Yeah. You're just you looking for something to get to pissed off on. about. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for people who don't really give a fuck. I think it's really nice. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I act that way, definitely. Yeah. But I do deeply care. I wouldn't do shows like this. I wouldn't have people like you on the show. That I, yeah. You're here because I care. But yes. it comes off like I don't care because I guess I've got the courage to say what I believe. 
Yes. And I've been wrong several times. I'm not saying I hold the the corner on truth and uh, but you know, I, I will not buy into this this lie that it's my truth. Like you have your mm-hmm. truth and I have my truth. No, there's facts and there's opinions. And we talked about this on the phone just We recently. did. Yeah. There's facts and there's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um I find Twitter very punchy you get into there if you want to be on twitter you you want to fight with people people want to fight with you i've gotten mm-hmm. into fight arguments with um some of your people mm-hmm. at times i've had to block people well i told you over, the other day i didn't retweet I you with the smart ass thing that i was going to say you said something well i will not even say what you said i what didn't did I retweet say? your thing about um getting it from behind <laughs> well, Aaron O'Toole fucking me up the ass yeah. with his ideas with a permanent <laughs> smile on his face. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to retweet this. I got to quote tweet this. Oh, I thought anal was a reward, not a punishment. And then I thought, okay, um, I'm not going to do that because I don't want my mob to come after you. Right. And I know yeah, my mob isn't okay. that active. That's but okay. It's, I found more love and support on Twitter than I ever did on Facebook, but yeah. it's how you curate your followers, right? Mm-hmm. And my followers on Facebook are less than 5,000. I've got over 10,000 on Twitter. Um, yeah, you got a good following. It's, it's pretty decent. I've worked hard to get it that way because it's yeah. marketing and it's PR for me, right? But mm-hmm. my Facebook crew think they know me and they they lean left for the most part. I've yeah. got like 5, 10, 15, 20 solid conservatives that like my stuff and say way to go so is this this is what this is what kind of is crazy to me is that we've all come to this point where where's the ultimate like satisfaction with on with the online world is it the more likes like the better is that what it is it's like gambling oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's like oh it's like money like a like is like boom 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 no boom. it's worse than that it's a drug it's, it's, it's like dopamine. attention mm-hmm. And it's like everyone's addicted to it and it's looking dopamine. and I, part of me feels like I don't want to be a part of that rat race bullshit. Mm-hmm. And but I'm there. I'm mm. on Twitter. You're participating at some level. But I don't really care if I get more likes than other people. I know I don't. But I mean, is that as someone in the arts, like someone who wants to have an opinion, someone who wants to be known for who they are or has a show? Is that the ultimate thing that you want to do is get all these likes? You want to be known, right? That's it. It doesn't that when I'm on my deathbed, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so glad I got a million likes on Twitter. (laughs) Oh man, I killed it in life. But I mean, I'm not saying there's definitely more important things. There's definitely more important things and to me, finding substance in between all that. But um, I do get the whole. It's cool. Someone likes all your stuff. Someone knows what you're saying. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. When are you back on the show? I don't know. That is a good question. I don't, um, it's, I think um, I'm going to go either two ways. I'm going to maybe try with them again, or I'm looking into just doing it from home. Actually, like exactly like how you do it, mm-hmm. you know, with the setup. So I'm just kind of, Finding my niche, where I'm, what I'm gonna do. I enjoyed it, like and that. I thought it was cool. And Rafiq brought me on. I don't know er, Does he early have a show? on. Well, he he was in the early days. He was one of the first guys to have a show, and I think I was okay. one of the first guests to come on a show. And I guess I disregarded the. Uh, this is a PG show. Oh. 
And we started talking about, at that time, uh, weed wasn't legal yet. And I said, I think there's a market to be like a weed broker (laughs) because people are going to need to move this stuff around once it becomes legal. And I'm surprised there's not like like an agent that says, yeah, I've got pounds of weed. And if you need it, I'll hook you up with the guy. You don't have to carry it yourself. You just hook them up and you take a commission. And he's like. See, okay. this is what I'm talking and then about. Then we went to a break and we went outside. He's like, Jimmy, I, just, I told you, I don't we're understand. broadcast to the dance studio and all down the street. What are you and I had to, to take it down. They took it down. So now we're not broadcast anywhere because you wouldn't shut your mouth about I'm like, yeah. Dude, huh? I don't hey, know. Sorry. I thought we were an internet platform. I thought we didn't have to worry I about the I think being F-bomb. real is like the best thing you could do. And even I'm, I don't want to have, I don't want to f- be fake. You know, I'm not fake. I don't want to be fake like, what you see on Instagram and all that is not who you're going to meet because I feel like a lot of people try to have this persona that they are perfect mm-hmm. in their own way. And I am not turned on by that. I'm actually turned on by the opposite of people just being real and saying things and maybe creating a little bit of a stir. And um, so it's like calling people on their bullshit, you know, and I like doing that. I like when people, call, you can call me on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just being real and honest. And that's it's, what I appreciate about our phone call there, the, the yeah. limited interaction that we had the other day is like almost the first thing out of your mouth was, <laughs> um, you know what I appreciate. Because I think I was thanking you for still being my friend, right? Because you really don't know. Like, Thank pe- you for being my friend. And you're welcome. It's reciprocated. Um, you know, I, I love you. you. We've had some great hangs. And yeah, we, if you yeah, come we out as, a, as a, an alt-left feminine, feminazi that believes that, you know, boarding a child at nine months is okay, then I'll still love you because I don't, I don't care. You want to talk about no, that, Jim? No, I don't. But I can hate your ideas and still I love you. I hate your ideas sometimes. <laughs> I fucking hate them. I think they're bullshit. But you very early Here's on. Here's Jim's idea. <laughs> yeah, very early on, on in the conversation, though, the other day, you're like, well, you know, what I like about you is your character, and you're the same guy everywhere. You don't pretend to be anything but, and you yes. you have the courage to say what you think, and I might not agree with it, but I love you for it. And I, I was like, oh, thank you. I'd rather you know? have 10 followers with substance than 100 people with, nah. You know, I, I like... I like quality over quantity. Yeah. It's easy to put the mask on and be something for someone else. Yeah. I think we all I, do that to a certain extent. But. You only got one life. Just be you. Mm. And if you think you suck, then work on it. And was it know. you that told me, yeah, um, like, How was, I can only talk when I'm alive? Did you say that to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that? It was like, um, I want to say what you when need I'm dead. to say. I can't speak when I'm dead. That was it. I won't be able, yeah, like when I'm dead, I won't be, I won't be able to say anything. So now that, you know, you can say something, say it now, because when you're dead, you won't be able to Mm -hmm. anymore. You'll, you won't have to, and then you'll waste your whole life just stumbling over, well, maybe they won't like that. Maybe they won't like me. Maybe they, and we're human. I get it. We have our insecurities, but sometimes you got to say fuck you to your insecurities just be you. Mm-hmm. You know. You sound like the wisdom. Do I sound crazy? No, you sound like the wisdom of Ivy. What do you mean? Well, I think that She's... you know, I've I'm so blessed. I um, put all my energy into her. I have uh, an ex-girlfriend in my life who's still like one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she's got a four-year-old granddaughter. And right. she's just, I told you on the phone. Adorable. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the love of my life. Like, if I can't imagine loving a kid that much and not ha- not being your own. Yeah. She's just incredible. And I said the other day, somebody says, oh, I really like that. I feel, I feel like she cleans my soul when I'm oh, with yeah. her. I told her the other day, I'm amazing. like, Liv, like, you, do you know how much I like hanging around you? And she says, why? I said, because you make me happy when I'm with you. Like, Yeah, you. kids do and that. And I feel like I, I tweeted a couple years ago or maybe a year ago, I'm taking life lessons and the instructor is a three-year-old. I'm in a life mm-hmm. lessons crash course and the Absolutely. teacher is three years old. My the kid wisdom that makes you get me from laugh, these, Jim. Like you wouldn't believe the stuff she does. There's a strange she, innocent wisdom that comes from them She's too. got something about her that is not like she doesn't she's got a lot of character even her teachers have told me and stuff like that like today this morning she wanted to hear that song um by nick jonas um i'm a sucker for you and she wants to hear it in the car like she, so i find it on my phone and i play it and she's singing it and we listen to it like three times in a row so she's singing the lyrics like and it's so funny to see a four-year-old sing these adult like adult lyrics and so I, I drop her off. We walk to, you know, up to the school to drop her off. And there's always like a teacher standing there to guide everybody. She goes, hey, teacher, do you know I'm a sucker for you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm a sucker for you, right? And she's, I'm just like, oh, my God. She says the funniest stuff. Like, I'm dying. She's a little bit of a performer. Oh, my God. You have no idea. I have some. I've seen enough of the videos. Yeah. And people, honestly, Jim, people like I don't even know ask me about her. I love her videos. Really? She, I guess her videos have gotten people through COVID a bit. Wow. Like little posts. Yeah. Like, I just love her. Like, long cool. messages. I, it's so nice because mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, I might as well share this with her. I can't just bottle this little four-year-old up and keep her to myself. Mm-hmm. Do these little photos and videos and things like that. and. I just, yeah, we're lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah, very you lucky. are very fortunate. And yeah, I'm just thinking, and so are like, you, right? Yeah, um, you said you're going to be, f- you're, you're approaching forty. Uh, I'll well, no, I'll be forty in about four years. Oh, okay. But yeah, I was gonna it's say approaching. That, that it'd make it ten easy, years easy if gym. you're going to be forty. So, yeah, I guess six years I've known you because you're. I remember you being twenty-eight because I remember oh, wow. commenting sitting on your porch with your roommate or whatever there. <laughs> And I was somebody's like, where, um, blah, blah, blah. Where did we meet? We met. Anna Mays. Pretty sure. It was definitely at Taps. One of the first times. Because I remember. I think so. You were driving around in the 535 trying to find a place to smoke one or do whatever we were up to. You were a part of the green party at that. You wanted to, you were running. Oh, was I? Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was at Clark Bitter's, uh, or maybe we were doing an event there for Clark Bitter or something. Yes. There's anyway. a guy that just, oh yeah, he calls me a religious oh fanatic, and um, you know, Everybody what else? Has someone their else, opinions. someone else said, I got Trump's dick in my mouth. I'm like, well, that's not very nice. I'm that's not, not very nice. Not even that's gay. Not a good thought. If I was, <laughs> Trump doesn't have a dick. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, it sounds like you've been. Um, getting some wisdom from your child there as far as life lessons go and from my friends from people from uh i think it's always good to 
for me to push myself outside of my comfort zone, which I'm still working on. Uh, doing this show did that for me. Um, but yeah, wisdom uh, with age. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I feel that Jim. too. And, um, you know, for me, it's happened a lot over the last five years. Like I said, in 2015, mm-hmm. n- now that we've had fixed election dates, all my memories are coming up as elections because it's October. Everything's changing. 12 years ago, I was a Green Party candidate. Five years ago, I was a Green Party candidate. In 2014, I was a So all these memories are coming up. And my first election was 93. I was 24. I'm not 24. I don't believe those things anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I was talking to a young girl on Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. She's 30 or something like that. She's not that young. But... Young now, you know, and she's well educated and got her own business and stuff like this, and she thinks she knows it all. And so we, we, we don't spar publicly, but we do on DMs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came away from it going like, wisdom comes with age. You can have like G has an. Infant- I think it comes with experience as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But like a guy like G, has for his age, when I met him, he was. 19, 18, 19 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he had a profound amount of wisdom for a young guy. Who? G. Who's G? G Sharp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a young age. Yeah. He's 19. just, he's, he's got a lot of wisdom. Well, he's almost yeah. 30 now, but he's got, he's got a lot of wisdom. But, you know, I just came away from that conversation with the, that friend on, on Twitter the other day by going, you can't expect wisdom from somebody that's 22 years younger than you. The same level of it because it comes with experience. It comes with age and you can't mm-hmm. have it without. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, yeah, I just, yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've been pretty good at, uh, I'm my own worst critic, but I've really given yeah. myself some room to pat myself on the back for the openness to try on new ideas and go, yeah, hey, wait a second. You're right. My facts on that are wrong and... So, I mean, that's happened a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But mm-hmm. over the last five years, I didn't, I hated Donald Trump. I didn't watch his show. I thought he was a buffoon. Yeah. But now I look at him and I'm going, you know, I found myself agreeing with some of his immigration policies. I, I love the fact that he's anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he doesn't have any problem putting his middle finger in the air and telling people that just like talk about a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we got to find a new description for it. It, it seems like he doesn't care, but if he didn't care, he wouldn't have left his private life to I be think president. You know? I think he's doing this whole sh- thing where the more he doesn't care, he knows it makes other people care. Mm. So they fight more to do better things, possibly. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the more you say to someone, fuck you, they're going to try and do the opposite and prove you wrong. Mm. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really a Trump supporter. I I don't hate him. I don't wish death upon him. Um, I don't agree Mm. with his tactics so much. I don't Mm. think it kind of like pisses America off a lot. Mm. Um, He's kind of like against his own country in a way. Um, it's new. It's different. He's not your typical president, for sure. Mm-hmm. And But for Canada, like Aaron O'Toole is basically Trump's little Canadian twin. And Aaron O'Toole is the worst name ever. 
<laughs> Who the hell? And he spells Prime it like Minister you do, too. O'Toole? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm... I don't like I don't like that. And his name's spelled the same way as Maine. Yeah, well, he he should be um, an A A R if you're a boy. No, I mean it's, there's no shoulda or coulda woulda, but it's just a little weird seeing a man with like a the woman's name. Like if my name was spelled A A R O N, that would be strange. But yeah, well, um, I I I don't know. I don't really I like politics, but I don't dive into it too much because. I just get to, I'll get pissed mm-hmm. off or something. You know, it's funny how uh, I think, oh, well, I know, mm-hmm. the Trump's injection into the political world has <clears throat> made a whole bunch of people that didn't give a shit about politics look at it. Look True. at the issues. Like, I know yeah, for me, I see that. I wouldn't have looked at immigration, ICE, the wall cages that whole all those issues that are all around illegal immigration which i'm completely against even in canada no come across the border at the checkpoints legally Mm. welcome well we get the chance to turn you down really and you can't just sneak across the border so i found myself going okay so wait a second i don't know there was cages i didn't know obama had the cages yeah, he kind of. I didn't, I didn't know that he was sending more people back, and things. I know. So I got it forced me to get educated on some of the issues that I wasn't. I revisited mm-hmm. abortion. I revisited my takes on capital punishment, on guns, on free speech, and some of those things I didn't have to tweak too much. Some of them I had a drastic shift on. I'm pro-abortion. But, but if it wasn't for Trump, I wouldn't have looked at those issues. I wouldn't. I had no interest in American politics before Trump. Right. So, and I think that he's done that not only for guys like me who are political addicts at every Canadian level. I mean, every level, right. the city, the region, the province, the feds, like even other outside political bodies like the Human Rights Tribunal, obsessed with what goes on at them, how they operate, how oh. unfair they are sometimes. But then American politics, I didn't give a rat's ass about until no, I didn't watch him come down the escalator. Like, I wasn't a fan of his at all. Right. I think I was just forced to, to look at it. Just to see. And then I start going, hmm, wow. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't know that. And I think I'm not the only one. I think a lot of these people, the problem is. They don't want to admit it. Well, no, but the ones that have such limited in, uh, knowledge into the political issues and the depth of the kids, these political issues are deep. You got to go through a lot of stats and history and all that kind of stuff. And I've kind of kept up on that, at least in it's Canada. So, like, they uh, all come out like outdated. all the TDS, the, the Trump derangement syndrome, where it doesn't matter. He could cure cancer, and the people would say, Oh, great. Look at all the people you put out of work. Yeah. At the Cancer Society. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how the infection of TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, syndrome goes. And so, you know, everyone's an expert on masks everyone's an epidemiologist now everyone's a political expert on all the issues because he's misogynist because he grabs women by the pussy you know yeah these platforms where people like i find a lot of artists like they're on twitter always saying their political opinions and things like that which is cool Mm -hmm. you know everyone has a voice Mm -hmm. it was that andy warhol said in the future everyone's gonna have at least 15 minutes of fame every single human and it's true you could say a tweet and a million people could like it and there's your moment of fame just like mm-hmm. that that's where it's at twitter uh it's crazy instagram mm-hmm. facebook 
but it's the um I'm just I'm not even I'm steering away from the politics and talking more about online mm-hmm. um how addicting it can get and how much of your life you put into something that everybody else is doing like Facebook I I know all these strangers what they're doing and thinking constantly and I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I'm just, I, it's sure, just ridiculous. the same thing. I should not have to carry the burden of knowing what everyone is doing. When I'm in a grocery store, do I go, hey, hey, everybody, <laughs> this morning, Ivy, Ivy took a shit on the floor. My cat did too. Hey, guys, like it? Do you like it? Are you laughing? Great. Like, I can't. You can, no right. one does that. No. But people say the most like they're open about really like personal things. They want attention, like fighting with my husband. Blah, blah, blah. Or mm-hmm. um, I get it if it brings people a sense of belonging and if it makes people happy, fine. But like it's quite the um, downward spiral of like Internet. You just get locked into it. I think we're, it's causing us people judge health. people more on their life on the internet than they do when they see them. Yeah, and people don't see each other because they see them on the internet. Yeah, it's it's destroying Facebook. our mental health for sure. I don't think it's, yeah, it's just crazy. And not only that, I try to. I've said this on the show several times that you have to remember, like this is me. I'm a real human being when I record some, mm-hmm. like. But as a TikTok video, that's not me. Okay, I am not. I hate TikTok. Oh, I'm just I, gonna I'm hate on everything. It. I've only got a few videos up. It's funny. I, I get obsessed watching it, and TikTok knows what to send me to keep me addicted. But anyway, it's you, exactly you have to forget that my Twitter account's not human. My Facebook account is not human. Mm-hmm. My Instagram account not human. I share people. I share what I want. And, yeah. you know, it goes back to, okay, you want your 15 minutes of fame? I haven't had one of those tweets. I've got 10,000 followers on Twitter. I worked hard to get there because, again, it's a marketing machine for me. It's PR. I use it to promote my shows and and, and it's self-expression and comedy. Like, I'm hilarious. I don't care if you think I'm funny. I'm funny. And yeah. if it, even if I'm the only person that finds me funny, yeah. I'm still hilarious. That's like saying I'm a great catch. Yeah. <laughs> Would you want to say I'm not? Well, I'm not a great catch. No. You say uh, but I wouldn't have, say that, but if you have you something know, that goes viral, say that the other say, day. I, I've never had you know a tweet that's got twenty five thousand likes or you know a hundred thousand likes or retweets or whatever. Like Trump's got Trump's last this? tweet about getting sick. He's got almost two million likes on it. You know, I'm I've got COVID. I'm going to think. Yeah, like that's a lot of action. We can but speak even if, to the we can hear what the president's thoughts. Yeah, on Twitter because of Twitter. Yeah. But like the point I'm making is, is, is even crazy. if you get your 15 minutes of fame on Twitter, mm-hmm. it might give you 100 followers if yeah. you get something go viral. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's over. Yeah, Your Twitter account doesn't get a blue check because, ooh, you don't get a plaque from Twitter going, congratulations, you made it. I know. So, you know, that, you don't get that, money. That's, no, that success is fleet. Now, on YouTube, you get money if you get a, thou- if you get yeah. a million views. Yep. You make a thousand bucks. That's amazing. Uh, if you're monetized, if you don't have your thousand followers and you get jack shit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, YouTube is actually where it's at mm-hmm. for anything online. You want to be censored. It has to be censored. See, I no, don't they like... censor me. Oh, clowns. they do. Yeah. Yeah. I've got five channels now because they keep censoring my channels and taking them down. But I had a channel with uh, 
that was 10 years old. It had old videos of my mom when she was alive, and the, the slideshow that we put up at her funeral was up there, and just all kinds of old, old, my old speech from the Green Party in and 2006. They took it out? Yeah, well, they, they flattened the channel. They, they, they so just. You're not really in control. No. And there was no reason. I had no, like, hate yeah. speech violations. I had no, like, guideline strikes. I had n- nothing. Mm-hmm. And one day I just went there, March 17th, and my channel was gone. No. And uh, over since November to March, I, I went from 50 right. subs and 100,000 views total to 6,000 subs and 3 million views. Wow. And I was making decent money. Like, wow. 3 million views is... You got 3 million views? On- yeah, yeah. I, before they canceled the channel, I was at Get 3 million here. views. I had Good broken you, 3 million views, yeah. And 6,000 subs is a big deal on because see, I was- See, we're congratulating on views and likes. For eight it's so years. Crazy. No, but I was getting paid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it was my, like I started taking it seriously like a job. Like, yeah. You know, sometimes see. I do these interviews and I'm like, okay, that was great. I love Aaron. That was a great <laughs> conversation, but what the fuck am I doing this for? Like, you know, and then- Okay. Six months from now, someone will go, hey, I saw Aaron, and she said this thing, and boom, it changed my mind. Thank you. Yeah. So you get sometimes, you get so some So I get half of that $1,000? No, so now I've got nothing. Uh, so now I'm my, just- Do we sign anything here? Uh, <laughs> I'm creating new channels faster than they can censor me. See, that's the thing. When I started my show, Jim, I didn't get, I didn't make any money. I had to actually pay a babysitter to watch my kid to do the Viz show. And I'm like, I just did it because I loved it. It brought me joy. So, mm-hmm. um, I but uh, you know, I want to do it eventually to make money to live. I have a kid, I have a home, mm-hmm. a cat, my life. I like makeup. I like clothes. I want to travel. So, like, where do you make money? Doing what you do, loving what you do, when everybody else is doing the same thing. I've got the answer. Well, like, yeah. Tell me. I don't know if you want to hear it, but uh, I, I gave, do. I, gave I this to a friend of mine, um, especially, and I don't want to be sexist, but especially for a good-looking woman. Okay. Um, I think where it's at is vulnerability. So, yeah. and especially vlogs. So okay. you do a video diary. And if you, and I haven't reached this level of vulnerability where I can share you know, the things I really struggle, like the personal mm-hmm. things that I really struggle about. Yeah. If you're open about those, yeah, you get instant, instant following. For instance, if you were to start a video to, on your YouTube channel and you go, okay, today's day one, I'm quitting drugs. Mm-hmm. Help me. Mm-hmm. Like I've really struggled. I'm tired of being drunk. And you list all the impacts on your life. And then you list everything you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you create this new way of being around it. And then you enroll people in keeping you accountable. Mm-hmm. Like check on me. Like ask me because here you're getting accountability from strangers. And you, you could have them in your life too. Yeah. And change is difficult, right? Yeah. But people absolutely lap up. Like a kitten vulnerability. Yeah. Crazy. Eh? Putting yourself out there in a way that makes it so easy to be made fun of, to be attacked, to yeah. laughed at. Yeah. Uh, I think people just find that tremendously sexy. And I think somehow they find it addictive because they want to come back to see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Not only that, every time you share something, they go, oh, 
oh my god what did i can't she just believe say? she said that and yeah. that's so brave she doesn't give a fuck meanwhile yeah. you see how i say you don't care it comes into it it actually there's another expression for appearing to not care when actually what it's based in is the fact that you care exactly and then but people will see something in you yeah and go oh that's me. She I feel like, like that me. when my pastor preaches, like he's talking directly from me. Like he took yeah. the sermon from something I said in men's group. And I'm like, oh, he's talking about me. Not realizing that almost everyone in the auditorium is feeling the, the same, same thing. thing. And that's a that's the quality of a great speaker is when you can touch them that way. Yeah. So you think that they're talking to them. But I think that's um, a powerful medium, mm-hmm. YouTube. And if you committed to a daily vlog, it could only be two or three minutes where you just come on and go, you know what? I want to kill my child today, you know, or something like I'm at the end of my rope or my mental health is failing or I got this virus. Is this what you really think of me, Jim? You really think I feel these things? No. I'm just saying the vulnerability, I think, is, uh, and I haven't Well, you know what? I did a selfie of me crying last week and I got the most feedback off of the one selfie where I was like, crying in it well there's trolling Um, for attention and then there's like authentic vulnerability honestly how i felt i was actually legit and that's authentic vulnerability i wasn't saying you were trolling for attention no 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 but you got it you got it didn't you that's my point Mm -hmm. yeah so i see where you're going with that Mm -hmm. yeah that's really insightful i don't think there's anything sexier than a little healthy self-deprecation i find to be hilarious if you can't laugh at yourself and then you know as long as it's oh, not an God. unhealthy form of i'm a loser yeah as long as it's like in a comedic form i'm a exactly. fan of that uh the vulnerability and i shouldn't um, say just for women only because i think women are easier to look at and it's probably got nothing to do with the your how you look although i, I think it helps for followers like i see the the pretty faces on Twitter just boom, and people they get follows like yeah, like crazy. I'm a pretty. And, but face if on a Twitter. if a man was a like if a man was about to do what I just gave you, you know, kind of I got the secret for blowing up a YouTube channel and making mm-hmm. serious money by being vulnerable. Yeah, I don't think that's any different for a guy like me that would come out here every day and vlog about my troubles about, and being really yeah. vulnerable. I think even more so, some people will go. Man, that's that's like I don't know a guy like that that can cop to all those ways of being. Mm -hmm. You have like an old milk bottle for your water. I like that. Yeah, I stopped stopped (laughs) drinking out of plastic a long time ago. And now I've been fortunate enough to to be drinking uh, ricochet, ricochet water. It's the wettest water going, and it's uh, ricochet is like a it's an ESL ESIL technology. I think it was an old NASA technology, and somehow it uses a low level electrolysis to clean the water, but it leaves the kelp and the sodiums and the salts and the minerals and everything in it. So it just takes the bacteria out. Um, But it's a like I don't know if you can taste the difference. But if you Catch were the taste, yeah. You if you that? no, but if you were to drink this for a month, and then you drank RO water, you'd know the difference. So you buy this? 
Yeah, Ricochet. It's right on Secor Drive or yeah, Secor Drive here in mm-hmm. St. Catharines. And that's kind of the bummer about it is they're not they're not easy to act. They will deliver it to your house for a charge, but yeah. they're not. You can't just go to Avondale and pick up Ricochet water. You can only get Coke or Pepsi water, and that's all. Um, that's- that's all reverse osmosis stripped clean i call it naked water because it's got no minerals or vitamins or kelp or any of the the good things that you want in your water Mm -hmm. you don't want the bacteria but the other things are the trace elements they're all they're all good for you Hmm. so i've got i've switched to ricochet and i i uh i've been a big fan even since I had Ricochet on my show at chsc they yeah 1220 chsc sponsor no, well, I they just are ha- now. I just had them on the show. They should be. I tell them I talk about them all the time. They don't yeah. Care. They, don't, they give me a free bottle of water really every once water. in a while. Yeah. You can taste it. Yeah. You taste the difference. And people are like, no, you're not supposed to be taste your water. I'm like, yeah, no. You water's you supposed taste to taste good. Yeah. You're not supposed to drink it and go, it no. tastes like nothing. You can tell when you have bad water. Um, a lot of things I've been doing actually this summer... When I was thinking about water, I found this thing. I didn't know they existed. You can buy them at like Walmart or probably Canadian Tire. It's like a tube and it's a filter. Oh, yeah. So if you're like, say, on a boat up north right. and you need water, you literally drink it through the filter and you can drink seawater. You can drink it right out of a, like a mud puddle. shit water, I guess it will filter it. I mm-hmm. thought, that is so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been going on a lot of hikes lately, actually. Um, around like the, you know, the other day I did the metal steps to the, um, the wooden steps. Oh yeah. Have you ever done Whirlpool? that, Jim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. The wooden steps are great. That's down right at the Whirlpool. You yeah, can no, go down I and... did the metal steps to the wooden steps. Oh, you can walk that way? Yeah. You can walk the whole, it's two hours. It's two hours from steps to steps? Yeah. Up top? Yeah. Uh, you can no. go up top or you can you go stay down along the metal the steps. Yeah. And then you go along the edge? Yep. Or you can go along the water. Yeah, you can go to the bottom and then walk over. Oh, you yes, can. in the water, right. Yeah, and there's there's an area where there's a rock Two and you hours, have to climb eh? under and you get rained on. And it's kind of, it's pretty badass. It's pretty cool. Cool. Chris Curry says, yeah, you are funny. You're funny. <laughs> You're funny. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> I haven't reconnected with Chris Curry in a while. Chris is a nice guy. I know. Um, um I don't think he supports my political views all that much, but I hope he's still my friend. That's a great not facility down there. Yeah, I know. It's whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I got extra time for people that are like, I could care less. Come on over. We'll have pizza and beer. Pizza. So good. Rex Pizza. Rex Pizza? Oh, the best on the planet. Okay, where? In Rex St. and Welland. No, Welland. Oh. Niagara Street. You got to do it. I got to do it. Yeah. It's worth the drive. I don't care where okay. you come from. Well, my uh, mom lives in Welland. Oh yeah, you got to do it. Apparently the Noki, Noki. Apparently the Noki's really good there too. But that's old school Italian family. But that's thin crust. I like pizza that when it's hot, you can hold it and it stands straight. Ooh, is that the way? Thin. It's thin and crunchy. When you crunch, it's dry and it snaps. That's how a crust should be. It shouldn't be this thick and gooey. It wasn't last summer. Well, like. I love pizza and I love Mexican food. Like I love nachos, tacos, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it was last summer. I had cravings for nachos every night at twelve o'clock, and I'd make them. 
And I was a sk- I was so skinny that summer. I wouldn't eat all day, and I'm like, oh, I want nachos. <laughs> and I'd make nachos. Yeah, and I still do. I freaking love nachos so much and pizza. <laughs> Is that crazy or what? Yeah, you got to try Rex Pizza. I will you try will Rex not Pizza. Be sorry. Thank you. And uh, <clears throat> a few years ago, I went to uh, to get pizza from the Rex, and I bought a tray. I always get a tray, right? You got to get the trays. Yeah. And there's yeah. no point. You need leftovers. So I took the yeah. tray out, and I put it on the back of my car, and I had a sub playing. Oh, no. And I took a piece out, and my stepbrother was checking out something in the fairing of my car mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there eating it while Mikey's checking out my car there was something I don't know something caught up underneath it or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm eating I'm really like, but we're talking I'm talking to him in the front of the car and over here sitting there here I look <gasps> the pizza had vibrated off the trunk and it flipped while it was falling and oh. fell on its face on oh, the parking no. lot That's with a- the lid open so I'm there trying to scoop it up. That's I a crime, I, think, Jim. I even took one. I took a piece off and tried, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta, like, cause I was starving and I had the only piece in my hand. So I tried another one. I got a piece of gravel in my mouth. So I just, I scooped it all up. I told Mikey to move the car because now the shithogs are circling around. Well, it's the back, it's the back, oh. you know, Park Street in Welland, right? Park and King. Yeah. Yeah, King Street. So I pile all the pizza back into the pizza box, and I took it back into took the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And the guy, I ring the bell, and because you get a, you got to drive around back the delivery, and you ring the bell, and the guys from the kitchen come out and you say, "What's your order?" And you give them the name, and they go get your your thing. It's it's old school, and it's like it, you swear, like just walking into the place, your clothes are drenched. You're gonna smell exactly like fryer oil because it's blowing on you as you walk in the back it's door. It's one of those spots. Yeah. So I I bring this thing and I open the lid, and dude goes, "What happened?" <laughs> I'm like, I had a little bit of an accident. Can you, and I, what I, I said to him, I said, can you recreate this masterpiece for me? He goes, yeah, absolutely. So me Good and Mikey guys. went to the bar and we had a beer and they mm-hmm. called the bar when it was ready and we went back and grabbed it. And then he wouldn't take money from me. No? I'm like, here, no. He says, no. He came all the way from St. Catharines. Don't worry about That's it. So I was telling the story sweet. to the takeout guy that this week because mm-hmm. I grabbed it when we went to see my son, the hurricane. Mm-hmm. I went to, to Welland first, watched the petrol can get robbed by some skid. Went, oh. And then we went back, picked up the pizza, and took the pizza over to the dry, the old uh, Detroit Motor Inn on Lundy's Lane and Town Line Road. That's mm-hmm. a, they put, they've got an outdoor stage there. And you drive up in your car. And you watch a concert outside, and you're supposed to stay beside your vehicle. And it was, it was, how was that? Well, it was good to see my son, the hurricane. And then G came on and played a guitar solo for one of their songs. So much. And then Revive the Rose opened for them. I missed Revive the Rose, but I've seen them enough. Mm -hmm. And then they opened for the Trues the next night. So it was cool, other than like they literally come over to you and say, get back in your car. I'm standing beside my car, there's no one around. Yeah. Even the cars are social distanced. Wow. Like they're twelve feet apart. And I like it was it. like I was out enough that I could bounce up and down and dance to the songs I wanted to dance to and get my mm-hmm. get my blood pressure up before get somebody would come over and say, uh but then I watched I walked to see, see Ashley Standish. She was at the merch table. Mm-hmm. I you know, a fist bump Jacob and talked to Dano and Mikey uh, Farkas came up. He had a girl with him, and you just uh, give him a big hug. Like yeah. Mike was no problem, no mask, no that. Like come here, I give yeah. him a big hug. Jacob was like, you know, he's the headline act. I don't 
want the people around to see that he's breaking the rules because they said no hugging, no shaking hands. If you Life see so, has just becomes so crazy. So they didn't give me a, a, a problem. As long as you were walking, you could yeah. go to the bathrooms and come back, but you couldn't go to another car and stand outside it with your friends or whatever. Yeah, I hate to say that there's going to be a new normal, but I can't wait to go back to normal. Yeah. Because I think... I don't think I it's ho- the new normal. It's the new now. I hope that we go no. back to... Okay. If anyone's well, worried, it's not the new normal. It's just the new now. I don't want to see masks in 10 years, in two years. I don't want to... I don't want to be... I like, mean, I'm still opening the door with my sleeve. You know, like... I just or feel my, like... To my shirt tail. It's just... Uh, I'm not Germ a conspiracy Bannon. person... Um, but 2020 is quite the year, dominant 2020, and so many things just happen right in this year. And I, I don't know. I feel like the government knows a lot more than what we know. I think they know. Thank God. Can you imagine if we knew it all? We wouldn't, we wouldn't leave the house if we knew what was really going on. Remember when Trump said there was aliens? No. Or Yeah, there was the whole alien thing. There was a video released by right. the... Um, Oh, man. Where is it? Arizona? Yeah, Area 51. Yeah. There was an Area 51 video released. He probably released it and and talked about it right when he was in trouble for something. (laughs) But um, there's aliens. No one remembers that? There's so many things that happened this year. Right when he was in trouble for something? You're such a mother. That's what he fucking does. (laughs) His taxes, he gets COVID. It's so, it's like sideswiping. It's it's totally well, you know one of those people. I, I was waking up to texts from people I care about going, "Ha ha, your hero, my hero? Uh, no, not my hero. Got COVID. Looks good on him. Karma." I'm like, I wouldn't wish who illness wishes on anybody death on anyone or sickness unless you killed my daughter. Yeah, That's the only thing. It's got to be. And you want to kill my kid? I've become sensitive as a woman, um, ever since I have my kid. Like watching things and stuff um i can't uh anything with kids or animals and this is predictable like dying like john wick okay you ever see john wick mm-hmm. where they kill the puppy i no, cried I, I, I had to turn off the movie and i like legit cried mm-hmm. i was like i can't that puppy and i don't even know where it comes from it's just there you know it's what this, this is like empathy. i'm glad you you led down that road because this is something that some women would be offended by to, really? Yeah, because women are like stereotypically this. that way, especially. Now, I'm not saying that men after childbirth aren't similar. I know some men that don't look at, like, you don't make fun of young girls anymore oh. because, or they stop going to strip joints because those girls are someone's daughter. And now that I have a daughter, I don't do those things. I don't talk that way about mm-hmm. girls. I get it. Oh, I don't get it because I don't have a daughter, but I get what they're going through. I've got enough But it's men. their choice as a stripper to yeah. be a stripper. We're all adults. And yeah, sex yeah. isn't but a I crime. But I have enough man, male friends in my life that have shifted since I knew them before mm-hmm. they had kids. And then after kids, my sense of humor, they couldn't tolerate as much because they're like, Jimmy, I got a daughter now. You can't yeah. like, God, dude, can't talk like that. And But women are like that even before childbirth, but after, it's like you're an animal. You're having a litter that you need to protect. I'm not mm-hmm. doubt. I'm just saying it's yeah. a way of like women are protective and they see 
the world as potential threats for their child. Men don't. Men are off work. They're handing out cigars. They're making money. They're not at home protecting the as much. And mm-hmm. but women are very stereotypical, stereotypically that way mm-hmm. after childbirth because everything yeah. is seen as a potential threat to their child. And you're not going to touch my child. You're not going to affect my child in a negative fashion. No, no, no. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally protective of her. Mm-hmm. She's untouchable. No one can. I, I try to raise her to be really strong and independent and to just to be herself. So hopefully that works. Well, it looks like you're doing a decent job so Thanks. far. You have not muted her personality, that's for sure. No. She's a performer. It shouldn't be muted. Um, as a woman, uh, we're allowed to have emotions, I feel, you know. I think we all are. We're allowed. Yeah, but, but a lot nice. of people think like it's not okay if a woman gets angry. It's not okay if a woman's upset. Oh, you're being a baby, da da da. You know, you got too much emotion or whatever. And um, no, we're allowed to have those things. We, I feel no. like, yeah, we are. No crying. But I mean, no, yeah. Be a man, know. man up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do know, but. So you don't know when the show's coming back. That's okay. I'm and just you're gonna, gonna do it for my house, Jim. Fuck yeah. Um, I've got Paul Layton coming on tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I like Paul. He's a little bit of an oddball. I like that that about him. I can I put myself in the oddball category sometimes. Um, hell yeah, of a musician. you're an oddball for sure. Yeah, hell of a musician. Yeah. Uh, he heard my um, my um, session with uh, Jennifer Lynn yesterday, mm-hmm. and immediately recognized that I had no treatment on the mics. I thought, do I have treatment on the mics now? I think I do. I think I've got What's compression. Treatment? Well, like compression, noise suppression. Okay. I don't have a gate running. I've got a little bit of gain running. So, yeah. But he, I don't know, but he's bringing over a Yamaha mixing board tomorrow and his keyboards. Cool. So, rather than, like, this is an iRig. It's pretty basic. Yeah. It's cheap. And I've kind of upgraded things around it because it's still providing me the With. purpose that I need, like which is two XLR microphone inputs. So and then it, I can run this into my camera. So I can run these mics into my iPhone and have good sound oh, from my iPhone. You run it from your iPhone? No, I'm not doing that now because I'm going through OBS. So I broadcast, okay. I broadcast on four platforms live. Mm-hmm. Plus I'm recording it on the on the system. So, but it used to be that everything I was doing, it was that iPhone with these mics hooked up into it, and then I'd have to take it off the phone and upload it. So this is totally different. Like right now, I just got a small picture of me in the corner, and you're the big shot. You're the big oh. foot, oh, like camera angle. Cool. And um, it's made for flexibility. But tomorrow he's going to bring his mixing board over. So these mics okay. somehow will probably be hooked up through this little Yamaha. And I'm interested to see how much better the sound is because hmm. I've always wanted to try and get the studio sound down mm-hmm. here. But you're not going to do it with a two input. To input iRig, right? I'm gonna. I have to learn all these Two things. I, I went to school for sound production a long time ago, um, and it was very technical, like this kind of stuff. And I have to. I do have that kind of mind. I can hook up things. I've been a stage manager for so many things, mm-hmm. and for you know all this stuff. So yeah, I, I do want to do my own show at home, actually. Something mm. that'll... Have you got a YouTube channel? Ivy does. 
Okay. I need to have my own. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I am working on a movie in the spring too, coming up. Okay. Um, so that's another thing, and I'm painting. Your own movie? No, it's actually um the director is um his name's Christopher. He's from Toronto. He we had to stall it, I guess. We were supposed to start filming it actually like this month, but um I think with some something that's gonna go in the spring with ryan lunn oh yeah remember him yeah i do you know him yeah yeah he played at my sh- my last show at sessions on the river right so hopefully Gray. that um pulls together who knows with covid and everything going on mm-hmm. but uh yeah some things happening you know? i had a bit part in uh jason lupish's film um fight, fight? I was, yeah i er- like acting uh yeah erica sherwood played the lead oh yeah and uh oh who's she is she from goes to toronto she lives in toronto no she's a girl yep oh, okay. but she was the lead in that and a kind of wonderful thing was another one of his movies okay. and uh i was the hotel manager that fired her oh, no. and there was no script so no script jason sent me this message online and said hey do you want to fire erica and i have a huge public crush on erica She's she's a little tomboyish, but she's like, oh, love her. And she's yeah. a great actress. Amazing. And so he says, you want to, fu-? and yeah, it's a, it's no secret that I publicly crush on her. Even they, they used to be a couple. I don't think they are anymore. I could be, could be wrong, but um, okay. it was no, it's like I was open about like my crushes are open, mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever. And so he says, uh, he, by Facebook or something, he says, you want to fire Erica's character in the, in the movie? I'm like, dude, would you send this to like 40 people or something? He goes, no, dude. Like, I, I, you know, I figure you got the clothing for it. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to dress like the boss. And there so I have an IMDb credit. I have an IMDb page. For you know acting? What? Yeah. Yeah, so do I. Because I'm in a movie. Because yeah. I played the boss. The boss. That's cool. <laughs> and it's early on in the film when I fire her. Oh, yeah. And, and I go, oh, really? He goes, no, this is specifically for you. You want to do it? I'm going. Well, is this up my alley? He goes. Oh, totally. But do, he goes. Here, here's how up the alley, up your alley, it is. There's no script. Wing it. I'm like, Wing oh, it. I can do this. What's the name of the movie? It's called Fight. Fight. Yeah. And it's released. Yeah. Already. I don't know where you can see it, but there is a. If you, it's on Facebook, and it's oh. a solid movie. Not because I play a bit part, like a, a yeah. forgettable part. Uh, actually, it's not that forgettable because I fire the girl and it's early on in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at myself. I'm going, oh, obviously I didn't have a haircut because he called me. I went that night. Wow. And, and, and so we you cleared, just went in and winged it. Yeah. And we it's cleared good. out um, the Holiday Inn, mm-hmm. the front desk. It was like at midnight or something like that. Cool. So we got them to kind of like just stand down. And then we went in for like a, we had it for like a half an hour. Oh, and I just come out of the office. I'm like, did you? Okay, that's it. But it was so cool because there was no script. And the whole serious? movie. What was what did you say? Do it. You're fired. Go. Get You're no, fired. Yeah, get out. Yeah. No, just go. Just get out of here. One of these. But Watch. I'm looking at myself, I'm like, oh, look at how big my hair is. I wish I had a got a haircut. But uh, there was no time. Do you like watching yourself? On seeing yourself on a camera? I don't hate it. I used no? to. I could it took me a long time to get used to my voice when I first yeah. heard it. But I was young when that happened. And now, no, I'm okay. Like, I've gotten over the hate of it to the point where, like, I don't always, 
there's very little that I find funny about my shows when I watch them back and I don't watch them all back. But sometimes if I feel I had a fire interview, or I've done something and I've, you know, had a few drinks and I'm just and letting just it rip and I don't care what people think. I'm just like yeah. being outrageous. Sometimes I'll go back and cra- actually crack myself up, but no, so I'm over that. Yeah. But I just think there's a greater good for what I'm doing that, you know, there's a purpose and maybe it'll lead to something. I don't know. I'm freaking unemployed, dude. No, what you're doing is awesome. My job, I could go to work and make thousands of dollars, like tens of thousands of dollars just by cracking a deal. Mm -hmm. It got a lot harder. Right. You know, as my numbers went down and the, the deals started to get further and further away. So I wasn't doing all that much business, but that was like God throwing the phone book down the stairs and he, and it's like you moving. Okay. There's, I'm removing all your options now. You're out of real estate. Options are open. And I just decided that I wasn't going to renew my license, but I still, I still got a partner that I, I partner up with so that if anyone calls, I I don't Mm -hmm. mind being a consultant. I don't mind sitting with people and giving them strategies. I just got a realtor with me that will do all the legal stuff. You know what I mean? So. It's been a it's been an interesting ride. It's this been COVID. an interesting year for everyone. Yeah, just did. I take it day by day. I've been social distancing for five years, so that's no problem. Yeah, then there you go. Hiding. I hate people. I yeah. don't hate people, but uh, everything is uh, changing. A crutch. One sixteen already. Is it? Holy mackerel! Yeah, I have that to flew get my by. kid. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, I love you. Thank you for coming in. I love you too, Jim. How do we? Uh, how do we get a hold of you? What do you want to promote on the way out? You got an email. You got. A, oh, let's just flip over here. We'll go to your display here. Okay. Uh, this is the Viz Show on Facebook. Oh, that's a yeah. good shot of a down, downward shot of your uh, station. Yeah, that was actually taken by uh, Daniel. Oh yeah. Uh, from Glass Apple Bonsai. Oh, I wanted to talk about that. He took uh, you what? played, dude. Yeah. I love Glass Apple Bonsai. Yeah, oh, we fun. opened Gla- for the Niagara Music Awards last year. I played the keys. Uh, yeah, that was tremendous. Because did you see it? Yeah, Sweet. and I've seen him before. He played at the church. I'm like, yeah, oh, who's this guy? And I went up to him and I yeah. said, dude, play my show. Like, come on the show. And he's like, oh, totally. I haven't followed up with him. How did you get connected with and do you play keys? Yeah. <laughs> I do. He asked me, okay, so he asked me to be his date and then he was opening. His keyboardist had a wedding to go to or something like that. So we um he asked me to be a part of the opening act and I said, sure. So we had like a week. We were supposed to get together, practice, which I do have a keyboard. I can play a little um but we didn't have time so i totally uh i totally totally opened it and i was just mimicking the sound and it was so fun it was basically like yeah i lied to everybody and pretended i was playing the keys and it was hilarious i don't give a fuck (laughs) but um it was great it was hard though it was hard because everyone's like aaron you are fucking amazing. And yeah. but some people are like, I'm not falling for this I don't shit. Think she's playing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know. I can't lie for too long. I was like, whatever. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to help him out and have fun. Like, I really. Oh, you had fun. Yeah. They're like, I didn't know you could. I remember seeing you out front and. I did uh, the whole 90s look, like, kind of 
I had like a vintage guest dress on and yeah, wore the glasses and just like try to mimic this. This is so cheesy, man. So bad. It was awesome. Yeah. It kind of crap. I like, it's like I, I crashed I was with, it. Oh, I was uh, Josh Mills. I was dating Josh Mills back then. You were dating Josh Mills? Yeah. Well, we only, we only had a couple dates. Didn't last long, no. but that was one of them. Yeah. And that was actually a pretty good gig at that uh, Scotiabank, right? Yeah. And I used to work there. Except uh, social justice warrior, uh, what is it? Taylor Swift wannabe, what's her name? From Welland? Um, Fucking she got up there and says, this is for the women out there and sexism and quit holding women down and you hate women. I'm like... People are awesome. What is your... Are you kidding me right now? Mm. (laughs) I don't know. And uh, Buddy came over to me. She had a lot of drinks, probably. I don't know, but Buddy She's came over to drinking. me, and I was looking down on my phone. I was actually watching the the football game. Mm-hmm. He goes, dude, he was asking me if he could buy me a drink. I'm like, absolutely, dude. He says, what kind of person comes to an award show and watches football on the on their phone? I'm like Jim. Me, I guess. This is Jim boring does. as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. This is boring as shit. Okay, so here she is on fake book. That's the old Viz show. We'll look for something new. There's the Viz show. Q4680.ca. It's still up and running. They're still playing music. They're just not doing live shows anymore or what? I think so. I honestly, I haven't listened. I don't. Mm. Um, but yeah. Sundays, you used to do your show the I same time I was doing my show. Sundays, 12 to 2. Yeah, I think they're still playing music. Like, yep. hopefully I'll be back. But I mean, I don't know. Oh, this know. Is Ivy superimposed into this tub shot of you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I made that. Um, oh, I made yeah, that on I was Photoshop. Gonna say, the, the, I just noticing it for the first. I love that shot of you with the towel on in the tub. Right? Yeah. The towel on your That's head. That's me. So wicked. But I was it's just Photoshop. looking. I'm like, oh, Ivy's photoshopped in there. I know she's not standing beside that tub. That's a great shot, though. Thank you. All right, kiddo. Yeah. We'll get you out of here on time. Thanks again for coming in. Touch her up. Oh, here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should be showing it. I should be showing it here. Here's the shot we were talking about. Ivy getting photoshopped in. And I want... I've already put it out. I already talked to you about this. She'd be great to have on the show. You want her on the show? I think so. She would be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, she'd love... She would be all over it. I would have more, like, subject matter... Let's do it. ...with her than we just had. But it's 122, so I want to get you out of here on time so you can go pick up that little monster. Yeah, I got to get her from school. All right. There she is. Say goodbye, Erin. Thanks. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And thanks, Jim, for having me. You're yes. Almost any time. Peace, love, take your mask off, and go hug your neighbor, you freaking weirdos. <laughs>